And welcome to Wonderful World here on Thursday, the 24th, uh, 26th of September, 2023. And as a reminder, the views expressed on the show are those of the hosts and the guests, and not necessarily those of KZSM or SMTXCRA, our governing board. Virginia, would you like to tell us what we're going to talk about today? Sure. Thank you, Rob. Good morning, everyone. My name is Virginia Volpe, and I'm a member of the Outreach Committee and Trail Crew for the San Marcos Greenbelt Alliance, also lovingly known as SMGA. I'm here today to talk about the Purgatory Creek Natural Area with Diane Phelan. Diane, could you tell us about your involvement with SMGA? Yeah, I've been with SMGA for probably about eight years now. Um, I've worked with trail crew for most of that time, and I sat on the board for six years, and I've worked with various committees mm-hmm. over the years, so I love our little family at SMGA. I do, too. <laughs> so before we get going um, about the natural area in detail, do you want to tell us a little bit about the long-term goals for preservation and conservation in the area? Sure. You know, Diane, we are really fortunate to live in a city with great people. People with vision, people who care about the environment, and people willing to give their time for the community. As you know, there are today over 1,200 acres set aside for natural areas in San Marcos. And this has happened for a variety of reasons over the years. Flood mitigation, water quality, air quality, wildlife protection, recreation for residents, tourism, education, and alternative transportation, meaning getting somewhere by foot or bike or any non-motorized vehicle. Now, I don't want you to forget this last one, Diane, because I will highlight it later when discussing an exciting upcoming project. In any case, all of these reasons speak directly to the preservation and conservation in San Marcos. As importantly, there were outstanding partners that helped the Greenbelt Alliance along the way. They are, and continue to be, the City of San Marcos, the San Marcos River Foundation, also known as SMURF, and in which SMGA is indebted to our own start, the Hayes County Chapter of Texas Master Naturalist Program, Texas State University, Texas Parks and Wildlife Department, and the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service. So you see, there were a lot of people and organizations that have worked hard over the years to help us achieve our goal. You know, which by the way, one could almost say was a crazy mission. And that was to create an interconnected set of green spaces and parks throughout the city. A green belt, if you will. Excitingly, Diane, and probably unexpectedly, we are actually getting fairly close to that goal. I know, it is pretty exciting from where we started and where we are now. And I I wanna give a little shout out to another partner, um, Great Springs Project that we've started working with um, more in the recent past. And I'm sure we're gonna be working with them more and more as years go on. But people might know the Great Springs Project is a nonprofit out of Austin and their goal is to create a green corridor from the springs all the way from Austin to San Antonio, including San Marcos Springs. 
So I just wanted to give them a little shout That's out. That's another crazy goal, but we're determined to help them do it. So you want to talk a little bit about how everything got started in Purgatory Creek? Yeah, sure. The original natural area was established 25 years ago when Chris North looked out her kitchen window and noticed that an area behind her house was cleared for development. Now, no one had asked her if they could do that, and that made her pretty darn mad. So she decided to take action and get a whole bunch of her friends together and fight it. Then she worked with city council to create a parkland of about nine acres. This was the very first natural area in San Marcos and was called Prospect Park. Prospect, you see, sits on a really poor section of the Edwards Aquifer called Karst Landscape, which, if you didn't know, is a type of topography that allows the water to flow through to the recharge easily. Diane, did you know that a quarter of the world's population depends upon water supplied from karst areas? You don't say. It is true. <laughs> it is really true. In any case, Prospect Park now sits within uh, Purgatory Creek Natural Area, and it was basically the catalyst of this green space that today houses over 760 acres. As we continue with the story, the additional build-out of Purgatory was intertwined with the extension of Wonderworld Drive. Between 1998 and 2001, while studying possible routes for the road, the city worked directly with the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service because the road would cross an area with several recharge features connected to the Edwards Aquifer and San Marcos Springs. In fact, it was the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service that ultimately recommended that the city acquire surrounding land for conservation purposes, all in an effort to mitigate the environmental impacts of the road. Thus, in 2001, the city did just that. It acquired 450 acres that included areas for both the road and the green space, which would ultimately become Lower Purgatory. Moving a few years forward, between 2010 and 2016, the city acquired more tracts of land and received a donation from a land development agency. Put all these pieces together, Diane, and you have Prospect, Lower, Middle, and upper purgatory, all of it being a part of the 760 acres of land that I just told about. Yeah, and you mentioned this all started 25 years ago, and, and we're going to actually celebrate our 25-year anniversary at our annual meeting this year. Party! And um, I don't want to name people you know, in particular because I'm scared I would leave somebody out, yeah. but there are a lot of members who were the original founding yeah. members and they're still around and some of them are more visible than others a lot of them have done a lot of work behind the scenes so. some of them leave our lead our trail crew yeah they do participate still so anyway now that i've laid out some of the historical details of purgatory natural area diane let's get into the thick of it can you tell our listeners about the natural area itself so they can understand just how wonderful it is and pretty please don't forget to leave to talk about the trail names that and how they were created. Oh, yeah. You know, you know that's my favorite part. <laughs> well, so first of all, Purgatory Creek itself, although it's often a dry creek, runs from its origin near the Devil's Backbone in Comal County to the San Marcos River. The natural area is in the Edwards Recharge Zone, and so conserving this land for pur purposes of water quality was incredibly important. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and not to mention flood mitigation. Oh yeah. 
Um, some of us were around for the 2015 flood, and I can't even imagine how much worse it would have been if not for natural areas like Purgatory yeah. Creek. So anyway, um, Purgatory, as you mentioned, is thought of in terms of Lower Purgatory, mm-hmm. which has a trailhead at Prospect Park. Um, middle Purgatory, which is kind of a nondescript area between Upper and and lower, so that's a good name. Yep. <laughs> and middle really doesn't have its own. <laughs> middle really doesn't have its own uh, trailhead, but just anyway. kind of gained that name. Yeah, yeah. So then, Upper Purgatory's trailhead is on Valencia Drive, which is at the end of Craddock. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a pretty big trailhead. Um, and so now, if you hear people talk about Upper and Lower Purg, as a lot of us do, you'll you'll know what we're talking about. <laughs> it's our lingo. And so as far as the trail names, most of the names came from characters or concepts that were in Dante's Inferno, which, as we all know, is the first part of the Divine Comedy written in 1320. And Rob's over there nodding his head. He's mm-hmm. read that several times. In Latin. No. no. <laughs> and I think it's really cool that the main trail winding through purgatory is called Dante, because in his writing... Dante was wandering through purgatory and hell to find his way to heaven. And so, you know, as you're wandering along Dante, you can say, well, at least I'm not in purgatory or hell. Really? (laughs) So Beatrice, which is a trail in middle purgatory, it's it's also a character. Um, She resided in heaven and sends Virgil, another trail, to be Dante's guide. So some people know the trail Malakota in Millburg. Well, Malakota was a bad dude. Uh, I think it means yeah, it means evil tail mm-hmm. in does. Italian. You speak Italian. <laughs> and he gave misleading directions to Virgil and Dante in the story. So if you ever get lost on Malakota, you'll know why. It's mm-hmm. all it's all his fault. And then we all know the bridge in Lower Purgatory named Matilda. So in Dante's Inferno, Matilda guided Dante across a river. We built this bridge due to a lot of flooding in that area, and trail users were unable to get from one side to the other. Mm -hmm. So with a lot of love and a lot of sweat and with some help of other people, we built this bridge. So even now, Matilda's helping us across the water. (laughs) And I just think it was a neat way, a creative way to tie in the idea of purgatory yep. and finding, finding one's way on a path. I'd agree. And then as far as interesting things to see in purgatory, in upper purgatory there are two really neat oak trees. Um, off Dante, there's a tree called rhinoceros oak, yep. or as we call it, rhino oak, because it looks just like a rhino. Have you <laughs> seen that one? Yeah, I have. That's I love that one. Cool. Mm-hmm. Then just a little ways off Styx, which is the ADA uh, trail in Upper Purgatory, there's Grandma's Oak. Yep. And I don't really know how it got that name, to be honest, but we all call it Grandma's Oak. Because you can tell. It looks like a Grandma's Oak. I guess so. Yeah, to me. And then um, in Middle Purgatory, there's the Overlook and the Grotto. And basically, the Grotto Mm -hmm. is a shallow cave. That's pretty cool. Um, and the overlook is, is the roof of the grotto, mm-hmm. and, and there's just a really nice view of middle purgatory. Um, in Prospect Park, there's the learning tree, mm-hmm. and there are several benches in a semicircle under there, and people just kind of gather, hold small meetings there. Um, some people might have noticed an experiment going on in Prospect. 
these so-called prairie patches were mm -hmm. a way for the city and SMGA to try and figure out the best way to get rid of invasive grasses, yeah. like King's Ranch bluestem and Johnson grass. So these two types of grasses are incredibly invasive and yep. crowd out native grasses, um, and which really reduces biodiversity and can introduce insects that are detrimental to crops and other plants. Also, of course, with less, less diversity in plants, you have decreased diversity in insects yep. and then birds and on and on. And animals. Yeah, which and we animals. Keep. Right. So just as diversity is important in the human world, it's critical in the natural world. Absolutely. So these grasses are all pulled up, and then to prevent regrowth, the three methods that were used were heavy mulch, mm -hmm. um, solar burning of the grass by laying these huge sheets of black plastic. Mm -hmm. And then the third method was just going out and constantly pulling out the invasive grasses. So of the three, the most effective way was uh, the solar method using the plastic. Hmm. But it's just kind of a, you know, it's not a great way yeah. to kill invasives. It's really slow, and you're using a lot of plastic. Um, so we've had some real preliminary talks with the city regarding controlled burns, but we have a long way to go. Yep, with I, that, so. I'm sure there's a lot to be discussion. Hey, Rob, do you think it's time to take a break? Let's take a quick station ID break. You are listening to Wonderful World here on KZSM.org, KZSM LPFM 104.1, San Marcos, Texas. We're going to be right back with you after this quick station ID break. HazeInform.com is your gateway to information that you need about emergencies here in Hayes County. If you go to their website, that is hayesinform.com, you will find all sorts of information from current alerts, upcoming events, and talking about safety here in our community. That is hayesinformed.com. That is your connection along with KZSM. LP FM 104.1. We are here to help in emergencies in the community. Go to hazeinformed.com to find out how you can be prepared. StoryFest presents the Wimberley Heritage Festival, a three-day celebration in story, song, and film. Headlining Thursday, October 12th, is musician Michael Hearn and South by Southwest, plus other musical guests. Friday, October 13th, Wimberley's historic past is celebrated with Spooks and the Spoke. Ghost stories around the campfire and a film about Austin's iconic landmark, The Broken Spoke. We'll finish up the evening with a song swap headed by the latest generation of Wimberley's musicians. Saturday, October 14th, come witness the first of two major eclipses in the area, then stick around for an afternoon of traditional storytelling. Finish up the night with another round of song swaps around the campfire. Find out more about this three-day event, October 12th through 14th, at wimberleystoryfest.org. 
Yeah, we've got that coming up on the 14th of uh, next month is the solar eclipse that we're going to be right on the edge here. And they've got that going on up in Wimberley. It's going to be it's going to be interesting. So I hope that we don't have the rains come in, you know, and uh, we don't uh, have any flooding, which we do have. But uh, that's the wonder of what we've got out there with the flood controls and the natural areas. And uh, so we're talking about that here on Wonderful World today. on the uh, talking about the San Marcos Green Space Alliance. So, uh, Virginia, I'm going to turn that back over to you. Thanks, Rob. So that was a lot of interesting information, Diane. Thanks a lot. But, you know, before we go into a little bit more detail or information on purgatory, can you tell me how one builds a trail anyway? You know, I think our listeners might want to know. Well, there's a lot involved. And um, I am going to give a shout out to one individual, Todd Durkitz, who, yes. because he is our trail, trail master. <laughs> yes. So basically, what, how it is all started is you go into a natural area and just kind of walk through the area and kind of kind of get the vibe and you scout it out mm-hmm. and you sort of see what where would be a good trail, both from the perspective of the user as well as a sustainable trail for those of us who maintain it. So we look for interesting features such as a, a beautiful oak mott or pretty view sheds. We try to keep the trail in shade as much as possible. Mm-hmm. And so from a trail sustainability perspective, we pay very close attention to water drainage. That's kind of the, the key and, and other factors that can cause erosion. Yeah. So once that's done and we have a general idea, we place pink ribbons up in the trees to just kind of map out a general corridor. And then this is followed by a more detailed flagging using a clinometer to calculate slope. So there's, there's kind of this sweet spot of about five degrees of slope. Not yeah. enough slope and water won't drain. Too much slope over a long stretch and the trail will start to channel due to rushing water. Mm. So this can be a pretty time-consuming consuming part of our planning. And then also when we're doing this, we're mm-hmm. sort of marking out areas that might need anchors, which are basically big boulders to sort of guide people on the trail and, and keep them on trail. That's my favorite part, by the way. We, <laughs> <laughs> so we also mark where there might be a water bar, yep. to, again, to direct water. And on and on with all these details that most users don't even realize, you know, or, or don't notice on yeah. the trail. Yeah, yeah. So then finally, the entire trail crew is brought in to widen the corridor to just, uh, you know, you don't want to be rubbing up against trees when you're riding or or walking. So the corridor is widened. And then um, we start finessing the tread or the surface of the trail. And depending on the length of the trail from that first walk about Uh to finish, it can take from two to six months. Wow. So, um, and we've basically just used hand tools, maybe the occasional chainsaw, electric chainsaw or weed eater, but um, it's mostly just hand tools. Right. And we we really try hard to make that trail that looks really natural, like you just sort of walked upon this trail and want to go there. Yeah, no, no man has ever been there before. Um, and then finally, maintenance is just a huge part of what SMGA does. There's constant need for lopping limbs that um, you know hang over the trail, weed whacking, cobble removal, water diversion mm-hmm. tactics, on and on and on. Yep. 
it's a lot of work, but a lot of fun too. So didn't you tell me once that you've got a, a favorite trail out there? I do, I do, I do. And I'm so glad you asked, Diane, because I really just love Beatrice. And if you want to say it in Italian, it's Beatrice. Mm -hmm. You know, she's not the easiest of trails to get to, just sitting off Nimrod and the top of the dam. She's an outback, which means she doesn't loop, but you have to go up one way and then back the same exact way. She travels through lower and middle purgatory, and for part of the way, right alongside Purgatory Creek. I love hiking her because she starts near a really fun basis, all out in the sun, but once you get into the heart of Beatrice, it's like you've stepped into the middle of a shire. It's mm -hmm. old, thickly covered with all kinds of plants and trees, not to mention a lot of moss, and she feels, I don't know, fairy-like. Later, when you hit the creek bottom, the features there are just different from other parts of Purgatory, in my opinion. She's just beautiful. And you know, Diane, it was Beatrice's uniqueness that led me to choose her for our Adopt-A-Trail program, which this is another shout-out, which just began last year. In this program, each trail member is responsible for a specific trail or segment, and every month or two goes out and hikes that trail. Just like maintenance, we lop, remove cobble, and look for problem areas that the trail crew needs to address together. We also keep an eye out for vandalism and fire rings. You know, sadly, we've had, in fact, seen some fire rings in River Recharge recently, which is scary given our drought. I'm asking that all the listeners here today help us out by being on the lookout for fire rings when they hike the trails. And thanks a ton. Well, Diane, fair is fair. What's your favorite thing to do in purgatory? Well, um, I mean, I will say, I kind of like Beatrice. But yes. there are some, <laughs> it's there are some <laughs> rock gardens on Beatrice that are a little hard to ride. Yeah. So, yeah, I guess my new favorite thing to do is bike ride. I've, I don't live that far away from Prospect, mm -hmm. and so it's just a hop, skip, and a jump for me to get to that area. And I've, I've run and hiked out there for years and years and yeah. years, really before a lot of these trails were finessed. Um, but I do like riding. It's been a learning process, and I've taken a few spills, but I kind of like the challenge. Um, and I know that there's some animosity between uh, hikers and bikers and runners, but I just think as long as mm -hmm. everybody's polite and bikers slow down and, you know, we're all just cool with each other, I think there's plenty of room for all of us out there. I agree. So, V, are there any future plans for the natural area that you can tell us about? That is a great question because, as you know, in the works is a very exciting new trail segment that will connect two areas of town. The San Marcos River Foundation, or SMURF, received a grant from the Texas Parks and Wildlife Department in March. It's off the back of the city's flood mitigation project, which encompasses two phases. Mitchell Street near Dunbar City Park to the San Marcos River, and then Mitchell Street up to Hunter Road. A natural trail is being designed now, but in the meantime, folks including Team Flora, which is another group within SMGA, and the city are removing a ton of invasive species. The trail will follow Purgatory Creek from Dunbar Park to Lower Purgatory under Hunter and Wonderworld. The plan, like every other plan, other trail 
is to utilize as many shade trees as possible to quote unquote, hopefully make it pleasant to walk, not only in the winter, but also in the summer. Then once the city has finished their flood mitigation project, they will add an ADA compliant trail right alongside. This is uber cool because the trail will offer an alternative transportation opportunity to residents. If you remember, right at the beginning of today's show, I stated that alternative transportation is always a key component of the preservation and conservation efforts in San Marcos. This new trail will be a prime example of interconnecting the city. Now that we've given our listeners a lot of information, including the history of Purgatory Creek, some prominent features, and ways we build, maintain, and conserve and preserve, What are the ways, Diane, that listeners can help SMGA protect our natural areas and trails? Well, I think just being a good steward on the trails helps us all. I mean, it goes without saying, pick up after your pets. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, I mean, like you said, this is all recharged and it all ends up in the water. So that we drink. So critical. Um, And something we try to remind people to do is not use the trails when they're real wet because it just really creates a lot of erosion, especially if you're on a bike. And usually what will happen if there's a little puddle or, you know, on the trail, people are going to walk off trail to avoid it. And this widens the trail. And it just, you know, generally causes a lot more work for the volunteers. And I think being a good steward on the trail starts at the trailhead. So if, you know, if the trailheads are kind of littered and the bathrooms aren't nice it kind of sets the tone for how you treat the trails so try to keep the trailheads looking nice too yeah but anyway so people can volunteer either as a trail crew member or sit on one of our committees i mean if you don't want to go out there and sweat at 7 30 in the morning on thursdays or saturdays <laughs> um there are just so many behind the scenes thing i mean people have no idea I, I, some people don't have any idea how much is work is done um, behind the scenes and so um, of course we take donations large and small to volunteer or donate people can go to our website which is smgreenbelt.org mm-hmm. and also we're desperately looking for a new home for our equipment and our truck right yep. now it's it's all at a, um, one of the volunteers private place and so if anybody out there has a nice tract of land or an empty building just give us a call right well thanks a lot diane rob when we were talking early you had a fun story about purgatory and thanksgiving could you tell Uh, us a little bit well i've been going out through purgatory oh a long time and uh, i had one year when my son went off for thanksgiving and they had about grown and he was uh, in high school and so i ended up uh, going out and uh, we'd made thanksgiving dinner early before he left so i packed up my thanksgiving (laughs) uh, turkey sandwiches and i went out into the grotto and the grotto it's much better you know it's not just a little cave this is about 60 feet high uh, Mm -hmm. 80 feet wide it goes in back in about 40 feet and it's where the purgatory creek has gone in and just carved out this dry spot way up on uh high in there and you know you can go back and just look out and so i set everything out and that was my uh thanksgiving uh, that's a wonderful story story. i had a quick question though because uh, i think uh, there's certain areas that are set aside as war 
warbler habitat. And so there's certain times of the year that folks can't go out there and, you know, it's not like it's all blocked off, but there's signs. But just that's part of the agreement that we've got with the uh, uh, for that uh, preservation of that natural space yeah mm-hmm. um, and you see that also a little bit in spring lake it's, mm-hmm. it's much more um, prevalent in spring lake but I believe it's in starting in the October time frame. Does that sound right? It's in. It's usually in the springtime. Yeah. I know oh, that. that's right. It's, it's in, in the, the springtime. Spring usually about March. Yeah. And then goes up until it gets real hot. So yeah. uh, it, it usually in, in like uh, June, I think, or May, end of yeah. May. But yeah. And I'm not sure how many golden cheek warblers that they have seen out there recently. But I love the fact that they're still trying to protect right. them. Exactly. Yeah. Even if there's one or two, right. and they'll they'll actually have out. Um, little nesting areas too for them in some places, at least for birds. We've seen them in a couple mm-hmm. of places. It's really nice to see. The other little factoid is that the the total amount that you've got between upper, lower purgatory and prospect is actually larger than Central Park in New York City. Right, oh. it is. It's 760 well, acres. Full of factoids. Yeah. Oh, I, I, and I know that because I used to live in New York. There you go. <laughs> and it's you know here people don't realize all of the work that's gone forward that we have, and I appreciate that. And that's one of the things that has always been for me one of the jewels, one of the reasons that I love to stay in San Marcos that I talk about is all of the natural trails that we've that. got for folks. So, Amen. So well, we're glad you're here too, Rob. Well, thank you all very much for that and thank you for being on wonderful world today here on kzsm.org true community radio and uh, please stay tuned we got some more great programming for you all throughout today and if you would like to have a show here on kzsm or like to get involved or want some more information just send us a message kzsm uh sam marcos at gmail.com thank you very much for uh, being with us today and uh, we'll be back with you live on the second tuesday at 11 30 and uh, we'll have the uh, san marcus river foundation so thank you virginia and diane for being on today thanks for having thanks, us uh, kcsm.org true community radio